As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Conscious Shift with Julianne Turner brings insights from leading voices and visionaries across the globe to guide and inspire you to create your own conscious shift into your true power and singular greatness. Through her expertise, author, speaker, and social innovator, Julianne Turner, a world authority on the creative process, guides you to discover how to consciously create the life, work, and world you most desire. And now, here's your Conscious Shift host, Julianne Turner. Welcome, everyone. This is Julianne Turner. I'm so glad that you're joining us for Conscious Shift. And I want to welcome you all and remind you that if you haven't yet picked up your special Conscious Shift Genius Guide, which is my gift to you as a listener of Conscious Shift, you may do so in a couple of really easy ways. First of all, you can simply go in your browser to ConsciousShiftShow.com. And right there on that page, you'll be able to pick up your Conscious Shift Genius Guide, which is going to uh, give you an audio and an action guide to shift your sense of your own genius to a much higher level and inspire you to your highest potential. So just go to ConsciousShiftShow.com. That's a simple way. And then the second way, because many of you are listening uh, away from your computers, is that you can also simply text the word shift, S-A-H-I-F-T, shift, and the number one, shift one with no spaces, to 44222. It's that simple. And you will have the same opportunity to pick up your Conscious Shift Genius Guide. As my thank you for joining us, and I am so glad that you are joining us today. We are in the third week of January, and I just learned this week something new. You may know it. I had just learned it this week, and that is that, believe it or not, the third Monday in January has been called Blue Monday. And it's reported to be the most depressing day of the year. Now, that's something, isn't it? Only three weeks into the year, and we're already depressed. Well, why would they say that? Why are many saying that? Well, they're saying that it's because by the third Monday 
of January, those folks who set New Year's resolutions have already likely abandoned or failed their resolutions by now. Now, that is quite a depressing thought, isn't it? But here's the thing. You know that on Conscious Shift, we always share insights and techniques to shift out of any negative into the positive. And that's what our Conscious Shift guest today, Joseph Emmett, is going to help us do. And he's going to help us realize that we can in any instant shift out of the blues and instead access the blue sky every day. (laughs) In fact, Joseph's new book is called Finding the Blue Sky, a mindful approach to choosing happiness here and now. Joseph, welcome to Conscious Shift. Thank you very much, Julianne. I was uh, smiling all the way through your introduction with those resolutions. Yes, I I, I see. I see how... uh, how uh, broken resolutions could be disappointing. Yes. And yet, um, your work, Joseph, is all about how if we're mindful, right? And we're going to talk about how to do that today with you. Um, if we're mindful, we have the power in any instant to choose happiness. Now, that's a new concept for many people, isn't it? Yes, I, I think so. Uh, but first, uh, let me say a little word about resolutions. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, in the tradition that gave birth to mindfulness, the Buddhist tradition, uh, vows, they're called, resolutions are called vows, uh, are, are an important, important part of practice. But, uh, my teacher Thich Nhat Hanh recommends that you repeat your vows at least every week and perhaps every day uh, to make sure that they don't get away from you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And back to your question about uh, finding happiness with mindfulness. Yes, uh, to to choose happiness. Well, choosing happiness is not like you would you like uh, coffee or tea right now you have to choose between one of them at the coffee house it's a choice that you have to make over and over again uh, just like the res- vows and the resolutions it's a choice you have to make every moment uh, that's why the here and now is part of the title uh, because negative thoughts come upon us all the time if not through our own mind, they're there on the radio, they're there Mm. on the TV, they're there on the internet, and sometimes, unfortunately, they're there in the speech of some of the people we we associate with, you know. That's right. Yes. So uh, choosing happiness is sort of going toward, toward, toward the positive, uh, in all these in all these cases, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really an important point, Joseph, and that is um, we are surrounded, <laughs> aren't we? Um, uh, as you said, you know, um, there are kind of thoughts flying around 
in in our environment, if you will. And you, as you pointed out, you know, from other people and even from ourselves, you know, our own mind. It's uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this metaphor that you use in the book about uh, cultivating our mind like a garden. And so we can think of that, right, as you know, if we're not aware, those uh, weeds, you know, of negative thoughts can can pop up. We've got to be mindful and aware and be kind of cultivating and and uh, plucking out those negative thoughts because, you know, what I found was really powerful in your book, Finding the Blue Sky, is that um, we have these habits of thinking that are so um, ingrained is the word you use, you know, in, ingrained thought patterns that, that are so ingrained with us that we don't even realize that we're having them, right? Sure. Yeah, it's it could be part of our upbringing, part of our education, part of our uh, culture even. And, and you know, you made a very good point. Uh, like if you're going to a country where there is malaria, you know, you take an antitoxin beforehand. Uh, well, in our countries in the West, we, we don't have malaria, but we have anxiety. Uh, we have negativity. I mean, in the car, you know, my preset buttons, you press one and, uh, oh, uh, climate change is upon us. You press another one, the refugee crisis. You press another one, the election, whatever. Uh, and uh, so we need an antitoxin for for that sort of thing. And mindfulness is is the antitoxin that that can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful mindfulness and some of the techniques we're going to share today that you uh, give us so many uh, practices. And techniques in the book, Finding the Blue Sky, Joseph. Um, and so what we can do is, is I, again, again, another beautiful metaphor that you use is recognize that, um, our, our, our minds, um, are more than just, uh, than, than those patterns of thought. Just like you pointed out, the sky is more than just clouds. Mm-hmm. Right. Very true. Yes, very true. And so, mm-hmm. and so, we could be aware that, as observers, as a sky watcher, could you talk a little bit more about how we can become observers or sky watchers of our thoughts? Yes. Um, uh, here's a little little song I sometimes use in my groups. The mind is a clear blue sky. Clouds come, clouds go, but the mind is a clear blue sky. And those clouds are sometimes anxiety, sometimes stress, sometimes negativity, uh, other negative emotions, negative thoughts. Uh, they come, but make sure that they also go, that they don't stay. <laughs> and, and that is within your thought, within your ability, pardon me, the ability to let go, uh, don't hang on to the clouds, allow them to go the same way that they come. They will if you don't hang on to them. Mm. That's very powerful because oftentimes we, we do, we hang on to those negative thoughts, those dark clouds, those clouds of sadness and yes, sorrow, it's right? Called, it's called ruminating and brooding. <laughs> Mm, yes. 
I've done that once or twice in my life, Joseph. Uh, only once or twice. I'm impressed. <laughs> and and uh, um, when we get in that loop of thought, um, mm. we can stay there for a long time, or we can choose to shift to make that conscious shift that you're talking about. So, um, share with us just a little bit about how uh, mindfulness and meditation can help us to 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 move into a state where we can. Um, get out of that loop? Well, first of all, positivity or some amount of positivity is part of meditation. You cannot meditate with negative emotions. As I mentioned before, you can brood or you can ruminate with them, but you cannot meditate with them. This is part of Buddha's own instructions for meditation. An important step right at the beginning, together with getting in touch with your breath, and slowing down your breath is finding a measure of contentment. A measure it could be contentment, it could be gratitude, it could be happiness. Find a measure of happiness, contentment here and now. That is part of Buddha's own instructions for meditation. So uh the, the whole idea of meditation is actually part of this uh this happiness uh, happiness, drifting toward happiness, or consciously, consciously going toward happiness, it it is built into uh, the structure of of meditation itself. Mm. That's beautiful. And so, as we open up to this potential, Joseph, that we could just take a moment, a sacred moment any moment, really, to ourselves, to just tune into our hearts, tune into gratitude, any small thing that we notice to be, uh, to appreciate, to be grateful for, right? It creates yeah. a space for us, doesn't it? Yes. In, in a talk, I heard Martin Seligman, who's the father of positive psychology, say that for 30 years now, uh, he goes to sleep bringing to mind things that he's grateful for. Uh, so um, uh, that's a wonderful way to go to sleep, by the way, uh, to, to bring to mind things that you're contented about, that you feel good about, and so on. But uh, one thing that I recommend to uh, all my students is to take a meditation break during the day. And one way of doing that is with mindfulness practice songs. I have a whole bunch of them uh, for free download on the website mindfulnessmeditationcenter.org. And center is spelled the Canadian way, C-E-N-T-R-E dot org. Then click on books, and the first two books on the list, which is uh, which are... Uh, Finding the Blue Sky and Buddha's Book of Meditation, each have a dozen mindfulness practice songs there, mm. which are available for free download. So the idea is you download one or two songs that you particularly enjoy, and during the day, like in the bus, at the dentist's, you know, at the coffee shop, at the work cafeteria, just taking a walk, listen to a song. And it's a wonderful way of 
getting back in touch with the meditative space and uh, bringing bring you to that positive space of mind. Mm, I love that. I love that you've created um, uh, songs, uh, Joseph. I, I and you have a good voice. Thank you for sharing that with us. And um, I I love that you have songs uh, on the site. Uh, mindfulness meditation center c e n t r e dot org and uh under books then you can access not only the book uh the books that uh, joseph has written but also the songs that are, are free for download that are mindfulness songs how beautiful is that and so we we can tune in uh with with sound right and also use the sound, use the songs to create, help us create that, that space, that connection with our, with our divine self in a way. Mm-hmm. A song addresses both parts of the mind, the, uh, the verbal part and the nonverbal, the verbal part with the words and the nonverbal part with the melody. And, and, I mean, music is part of every spiritual tradition. The, the, the church at the corner, you know, they're singing hymns all day long uh, during the uh, during the services. Uh, the Jewish tradition, the beautiful nigunim, and uh, the cantor singing. Uh, so, um, yeah, and that's for a reason because because it's powerful, as you mentioned. Uh, it's a powerful way to shift your consciousness if, if you're in a funk uh, listen to one of my mindfulness songs or listen to a joyful song uh, you know what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong for mm. example, or uh, Bob Marley uh, Three Little Birds <laughs> right you know that song. anyway there's tons of them beautiful uh, inspiring songs and make sure you don't listen to one of the sort of uh, funky songs you know there's as much junk music out there as there's junk food so be careful what you put on your uh, you know portable device because it could bring you down as well as you know bring you up so uh, yeah very very important what you put into your heart your mind your soul be careful listen to the words first and see if you agree with the words before you listen put it on your device Exactly. That's such a, that's such a, an important point, Joseph, because just as you've described, we are, uh, always, um, tuning in to different messages, aren't we? To, to different <laughs> yeah. frequencies, just like, uh, just like we're, we're our own, uh, radio, uh, sure. dial. Right. That is actually one one uh, you almost you quoted uh, my teacher Thich Nhat Hanh word by word there. He often says, "Change the channel." Ah, <laughs> change the channel. It's uh, uh, changing your because you could change your thoughts. You know, I mean, if you're a lawyer, you're you're working on somebody's file, and then you charge him a huge amount of money, right? <laughs> and then you go to somebody else's file. It's no problem. You can change that. In the same way, you can change your thoughts. We cannot change our emotions directly, but by changing our thoughts, we change the emotion as well. And 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 changing our thoughts is within our power. And so, Joseph, just just one example I think that would help us here is 
What if we feel like we're stuck on this the station of sadness or sorrow? Hmm. Well, uh, I'm partial. I would recommend you listen to one of my mindfulness songs on the website. Uh, it only takes for about two and a half minutes, three minutes. But you see, a song becomes an earworm. It ah. even if, after it's over, it keeps running in your head. That's one way. But the other, there are many other ways. Uh, go out for a walk. Uh, go dancing, uh, uh, singing. Uh, uh, I read a huge big statistics that something like 40 million Americans have joined a choir, are choir members. You know, I'm sure many of them are church choirs, uh, but there's a lot of joyful music in the church. Uh, go hiking, go uh, cross-country skiing, go swimming. Um so all of these are uh, things that that will take you out of the funk. Mm, beautiful. And then, Joseph, you mentioned uh, the breath. Is there a is there a a simple way to to share with us why um, paying attention to our breath in in meditation is so powerful? Well, it's the body that breathes. And if you're with your breath, that means that you're with your body. The mind and the body are united. Otherwise, the body is here, but the mind could be in Cuba, in Texas, in Mexico. (laughs) Exactly. So that's one way of bringing body and mind together. And another way to look at it is that uh, you cannot stop the mind from uh, focusing on things, on thinking and stuff like that. But what you can do is change its focus from thoughts to sensations. It's like give the dog a bone so it doesn't chew on the furniture. Uh, <laughs> yes, It's the nature of the dog to chew and it's the nature of the mind to just go, go, go. But you cannot stop it, but you can change its focus to sensations from thoughts. And sensations are, by their nature, about here and now. Now pinch yourself. That sensation is here and now. Unlike thoughts, which can be, you know, about another place and so on. Mm. Yes, so so focusing on sensations and especially, um, as we would say, as close as our breath, you know, that that alignment of mind and body that bringing us back to the here and now is as close as our yes. as paying attention to our breath yeah yes otherwise uh, the mind uh, goes on like a zombie like a bodiless uh, uh, presence of some kind and uh, it it doesn't help yes absolutely and so uh, one of the things that is very powerful about what you're sharing, Joseph, is that um, those patterns of thought that we have actually often can lead us to think that um, happiness only comes from a certain set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. I know that very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? It's that. It's that. It's that perennial. You know. Um, 
Well, when, um, when XYZ happens, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's no end to that. You know, when I graduate, uh, I'll be happy. Then when I find a job, I'll be happy. Then when I get married, I'll be happy. Then when I have a baby, I'll be happy. <laughs> yes, and of course. Then uh, when the baby grows up. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, so better to learn what you're sharing with us, Joseph, as we talked about at the top of the show, you know, that we can dial in that blue sky in any moment. We don't have to depend on the circumstances, the, the right set of, of, of circumstances in our lives to tune into that channel. Yes. You know, Buddha was in many ways a father of positive psychology. Uh, a Buddhist meditation, I know there are some traditions who stop at neutral, but my teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, went the extra step uh, toward happiness. Buddhist tradition, Buddhist meditation is aiming at happiness. And here's an example. If, you, you know, if you're introduced to someone as an enlightened person and he's desperately unhappy, would you be impressed with him? <laughs> really, right? I wouldn't. Yes. Yes. So happiness and uh, a measure of enlightenment, I think, I think go together. Yes, I, I agree. Right. If 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 uh, if our if our leader has not found that space, we don't want to follow him or her there, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joseph, uh, uh, we have so many uh, wonderful things to uh, to touch on still yet in the show, but we want to take a, a just a brief break, uh, and we will be right back. This is Julianne Turner on Conscious Shift. visionaries, sages, and thought leaders have used a pattern of thought, an archetype of creation, to think dramatically differently from everyone else. In fact, these visionaries begin with an entirely different worldview that enables them to see beyond what is to what can be. The good news is that we can adopt the same worldview, literally a different thinking system that all world changers throughout time have used, a profound and practical and profoundly different sequence of thought for the 21st century. This universal thinking system was discovered and is now revealed in a revolutionary book called Genesis of Genius. Genesis of Genius, written by Conscious Shift host Julianne Turner 
is the Full Color Step-by-Step Visual Guidebook to guide you to use this success system to discover and profit from sharing your own unique genius. Genesis of Genius, Julianne Turner's life work, and the foundation of her unparalleled success, guiding thought leaders and emerging visionaries across the globe to make both significant income and world-changing impact, is already a bestseller on Amazon and is now available to you at genesisofgenius.com. And for a limited time, you will receive $180 in special bonuses, plus an exclusive quick start guide, all available to you today when you buy your copy and register at genesisofgenius.com. This is your moment. Let this be your turning point and let Genesis of Genius be your guide on your quest. Now is the time to come awake and get out of the loop of busyness and into the leap of your true greatness. The world is awaiting your brilliance. Visit genesisofgenius.com now and step into your greatness. Welcome back, everyone. This is Julianne Turner. You are listening to Conscious Shift, and we are talking with author Joseph Emmett today about finding the blue sky, a mindful approach to choosing happiness here and now. And what we've been talking about is that we can break our negative habits of thinking and tune in to a much more positive channel in any moment. Uh, we call that mindfulness <laughs> and we can use tools like meditation. And I wanted to allow some, some, uh, space here, Joseph, for you to, to share with us your story. Uh, I noted in the book that you said you stumbled onto the Buddhist path, which is the path that guides us to happiness. Could you share just a little bit about how you, how you found this way? Well, I, I wasn't born into a happy family, you know, uh, just like some people are born wealthy, they're born into a wealthy family, and some people become wealthy by dint of hard work because they want to. Uh, I wasn't born into a happy family, and uh, but I was fortunate that my school buddy uh, had a very happy family, and I spent as much time there as I could. So I had an idea, I had a glimpse of happiness. Uh, and uh, I, be, but I wasn't quite sure what happiness was. I just knew that certain magical people had that quality. And when I first saw Thich Nhat Hanh, that's what impressed me about him because he looked happy. And then every time I went back to see him, maybe ten times, uh, I was still fascinated with his smile and his happy demeanor, happy, happy manner. Uh, and uh, he he taught me mindfulness, which is, uh, uh, with time, I discovered it was really the tool for finding happiness. Uh, like some people also seem to have the happiness gene. You know, we all know people who have a sunny disposition, you know. They light up wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there's unfortunately the opposite, like people who come into a room like a dark cloud. We know those as well. But uh, if, if you're not born that way, all is not lost. With mindfulness, you can cultivate that that way of being. And uh, this is what I discovered with Thich Nhat Hanh, and I'm very grateful for for this uh, for this instruction and for his passing on this teaching to me. Mm, yes, beautiful. And you've written uh, some other books uh, already, Joseph, the uh, uh, B- Buddha's Book of Sleep, Buddha's Book of Stress Reduction, and Buddha's Book of Meditation. So this is this uh, Finding the Blue Sky is um, is your latest book. And uh, how do you find this work drawing on your uh, your journey so far? Well, I mean, put it all together, sleep well, meditate well, uh, manage your stress level. Those are the first three books. And you're pretty close to, uh, you know, well-being already. And all you have to do is hop in. Uh, yeah. And and the book, um, the structure of the book is that each chapter has, starts with a crazy Zen story. Uh, I'm very fond of those stories, and uh, sometimes we call them crazy wisdom. Uh, they're sort of paradoxical, and they have a charm all their own. So each chapter starts with a story, and then there's a main body of the chapter, which is a sort of like a reflection. And then the last part of each chapter is a practice part, and uh, there's guided meditations and songs and sometimes poems. And uh, the practice part is on the website, mindfulnessmeditationcenter.org. Uh, the practice supplements are, are there. Whether you buy the book or not, they're still available. However, of course, if you have the book in your hands, uh, the book sort of explains how to use those uh, those practice supplements. So you'll probably get more out of them, but 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 they are there anyway. That's very generous of you to make those available on your mindfulness meditation center dot org site. And again, uh, listeners, that's mindfulness meditation center c e n t r e dot org. And Joseph, we actually have one of your mindfulness happiness songs to play. Is there uh, anything you'd like us to know before we share that with our audience? Yes. Um, I, this, this is a song about, uh, about just about all my songs are about happiness, but this is talks about how uh, things are always changing and what Thich Nhat Hanh calls interbeing, that everything is interrelated. The cloud becomes rain. The sea becomes the cloud. Uh, everything is changing into something else. And uh, we find happiness in this world of constant change and transformation. Mm, beautiful. Well, let's take a listen.
as the sun becomes a wild rose on the shore, blow, wind blow. So may flowers of love blossom in our hearts, blow, wind blow. As the sea becomes a white cloud in the sky, blow, wind blow. May our dreams light up our way every day. As the cloud becomes a stream in the hills, blow in, blow. May our days flow on like a river of song. Yeah, beautiful. And you can feel, really, Joseph, the positive energy just from the melody, as you said. Yes, I, I'm, I'm glad you say that. I, I, I agree. <laughs> Yes. And, um, what, what I, uh, again, uh, from the first, uh, song that you sang earlier and from this, uh, uh, piece that we just listened to, these are, like you said, ear, these are, these are, uh, can become earworms. Like you said, that you, you kind of, you start, start humming that, that tune and they kind of stay in your mind and, and all of a sudden you're, you're humming a happy tune. Yes. And, uh, the advantage is that, even if you're the world's best meditator, you know, meditate for 40 minutes every morning, by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that's a dim memory. You know, in the meanwhile, you had dealt with traffic, with problems at work, you took the children to school, whatever. So take a break, take a meditation break, if only for three minutes. It'll reconnect you with that space that you experienced in the morning. And we all need that so that stress does not build up and come crashing down as soon as you come back home at night. Mm. Yes, to refresh uh, that connection and and uh, uh, to become and to come home to ourselves before we come home to our families, uh, <laughs> right? Very <laughs> well put. We all know what that means, right? And and. You know, one of the things that I found interesting, Joseph, is you uh, you point out that um, we can actually prevent our own happiness um, in many ways that we're not aware of. Um, how how and could you give us just an example of how we might might do that without being aware of it? Yeah, um, I, I uh, titled that passage by saying, do not drive with the brakes on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Meaning that, that, say, you know, there is some job opening somewhere that you, 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 you desire, it's your heart's desire. Well, some people stop themselves by saying, oh, they wouldn't hire me. You know, the, the requirements are, uh, I don't have them all. You know, I'm not good enough. Or, you meet someone that's uh, really the person you've been dreaming of all your life and you sort of somehow stop yourself saying maybe, oh, maybe he's already married, maybe she already has a boyfriend, whatever. Uh, well, that's driving with the brakes on, you know. Uh, go for it. When, when, you, when, you, when, you see, when you see the opportunity, don't stop yourself. That's, uh, that's one, of the, one of the ways, yes. Yes, and so um, 
I really like that you say, you know, don't get in your own way. Stop stopping yourself, <laughs> right? Don't drive with yeah. the brakes on. When you see uh, something that's that feels good for you, um, allow yourself to flow in that direction. You you talk about you know flowing like a river. Is that uh, an important uh, way to think about ourselves as well? Well, the flowing aspect is that. Uh, uh, this tradition likes to see us, the self, not as a noun, but as a verb, uh, not as a thing, but as an activity, uh, just like everything, you know, the, the wind, uh, you say the wind blows. Well, if it didn't blow, would it be the wind? <laughs> you know, the water flows. If it didn't flow, would it be water? Uh, in the same way, we are alive, and this being alive is is, is akin to flowing, akin to, uh, you know, it's it's a verb uh, in a way, in some ways. But that's 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 part of the teaching. Mm. Yes, one of the things we talk about on conscious shift and in my uh, book series, Genesis of Genius, is just that that we are actually. Uh, in process, we're in the process of creation. Um, we are creators in creation. And so we can also, as you talk about, uh, kind of co-create with others if we choose to. And mm-hmm. a- a- as we change our, our awareness of that, of that flow, and I think meditation helps us do that, right? It's like that, that same, uh, you know, image of the clouds passing by they're in motion right they're 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 flowing those thoughts are flowing through us and we have uh then the capacity to uh to tune in to uh you know to what is in process in this moment yes this this being in motion is uh, is a very realistic concept you know the the world is rotating, the earth is rotating at a fabulous speed, and then it's going around the sun at a fabulous speed. And the earth not only rotates, but it wobbles, by the way. And That's right. <laughs> it the does. The solar system is going at a fantastic speed somewhere in the galaxy, and then the whole galaxy is going toward a distant star at an, another unbelievable speed. Uh, volcanoes are at the core of the earth. Uh, they, they're, you know, uh, they're boiling. So uh, it's not only the wind and the rain, but the the, the whole whole reality is uh, is in motion. Uh, the electrons yeah. in our bodies. Oh, <laughs> yes, I forgot about those. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely, we are. We are um, filled with with motion, um, and even though our senses, um, our five senses, give us a a snapshot, uh, a slice of the spectrum, uh, right? Then our true nature is actually in creation. Yes, we're not stills, but we're movies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we are we are movies and we get to be the directors if we choose. Yeah. We right? <laughs> yes. 
you don't have to be uh, sort of like a co-star in somebody else's movie. You could uh, you could direct your own. Yes. Yes, and you talk about that, Joseph. That we can um, choose a new story. We can retell our personal narrative, and there therefore really shift our perspective. Right. Yes, uh, this identifying with your story is uh, is a tricky thing. Like many people do, you know, uh, I uh, I have uh, ongoing workshops for cancer patients at a major hospital here in Montreal, and uh, this is an issue identifying with with your story as a cancer patient. Sometimes the victim, the victim see yourself as a victim, poor me story. Um, and and we take we make a self out of our stories. I am the one who did this, that and the other. I am the one who's a refugee. I am the one uh, you know, I voted Democrat or Republican or whatever. So identifying with your story sort of puts you in a box in a way. And uh, the idea is when you sit in meditation, leave the story behind. Leave the drama behind. Leave the problems behind. Just this breath, just the sensations of posture, the sensations of breathing. Just be be your breath. Uh, leave the story behind. It's a, it's a very important uh, teaching about meditation. Mm. Yes, yes. Just to allow those clouds to clouds of story and clouds of sadness, and and to allow them to pass pass by, let go, as you said. Um, you also um, guide us, Joseph, in finding the blue sky to um, be sure that we're incorporating pleasure each day, and that can be in in very simple ways, can't it? Yes, well, that comes from two two different sources. One is my counseling teacher, who William Glasser, who kept saying that we have four basic psychological needs. One is love, belonging, whatever. The other is a meaning, some way of feeling useful in some way, your place in the world. Then third one is freedom. You want to feel free. And the next one is fun. He considered that an essential psychological need. And something similar happens in Buddhist, Buddhist, in the Buddhist tradition. Uh, finding the pleasure in this moment is, is, uh, it, what's called the Janas, uh, finding the pleasure in this moment and enjoying this pleasure opens doors, opens mm-hmm. doors of meditation. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. I love that. That fun is one, <laughs> <laughs> is one of the four basic psychological needs. Now, who now who who guided you to this truth? His name is William Glasser. He passed away recently. He invented a thing called reality therapy, and uh, he was very much active in 
quality school movement, and uh, he was very much active in utopian kind of thought, creating a utopian society. He was just an amazing uh, psychiatrist uh, who invented a new way of counseling based on our basic needs. Uh, Fascinating. If you were a counselor in in his tradition, you would ask your client, and how do you satisfy your need for fun? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good question for us to ask ourselves every day, right? Yes. Uh, and how do you satisfy your need for love? How do you satisfy your need for a feeling of uh, importance in life? Uh, feeling significance, right? Freedom. Yeah, significance, yes. Beautiful. And then... The other piece that I thought was really relevant for us, Joseph, is that you you mentioned, uh, relevant for our time, <laughs> is that you mentioned that um, using these techniques can help us um, counteract the the daily indoctrination of media. Now, we all need some, some tools to do that these days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mentioned contentment as being a very important prelude to sitting meditation, but... When you consider this, uh, the whole media, the way they sell things is by sowing the seeds of discontent. I mean, they have to make you discontented with the car you have right. by showing you this absolutely amazing vehicle, you know. So you look at this vehicle and you see it going, you know, stopping and how shiny it is and interior. And then all of a sudden, you're discontented with the, you know, the the the, the one you have. Uh, if if that's that's the way they sell the thing, and uh, unfortunately, it's true with everything they sell just about. So the media is 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 really sowing the seeds of discontent, you know. Yes, yes, they're touching on the the dissatisfaction, the pain, you know, in order to uh, move people toward. Uh, what they're uh, wanting to offer in 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 uh, in exchange, and so when we're when we're when we are, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you know, in that environment, in that milieu of of negative media, um, do we just take again just a step away, um, some divine detachment? Is that the best way, or just uh, turn the channel? <laughs> Well, my teacher Thich Nhat Hanh has these wonderful uh, calligraphies there. Some of them are meditation themes. You can meditate with a theme. In one of them, it says, you have enough. I, I had it near my dining table, and I had to take it off because my dining guests were afraid to ask for seconds. <laughs> 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 so, so I put it uh, right by the door uh, so I see it when I leave. Like if I'm going shopping, for example, it reminds me, you have enough. And for many of us, it is true. We really have actually more than enough. I mean, if you look upon it, we have more shirts than we need, more pants than we need, more uh, whatever. <laughs> yes, we're, we're more than do. Yes. Yes, we're more than blessed, absolutely. And uh, that's so significant for us to to recognize, to appreciate. And Joseph, we're we're uh, coming toward the end of our time together. It's gone by beautifully and 
And so quickly, I want to make sure that we are able to share once again uh, your website and also where to find the book uh, Finding the Blue Sky uh, by Joseph Emmett, uh, E-M-E-T. Uh, let's start with the book and then I'll remind everyone about the uh, meditation site. Does that sound good? That's excellent. Yes, the book is uh, uh, it's available actually at many uh, neighborhood stores. It's available here uh, where I live in a small town. Uh, and, uh, of course, through Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all the and online. And uh, you, thank you very much for mentioning the, the website. The songs and guided meditations are available for free download there. And... Uh, they're wonderful ways of taking a little meditation break during the day. Some Many people say, I don't have time to meditate. But these songs are three minutes long. So you lose that excuse completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, Joseph. And it's so generous of you to provide those downloads um, on your site, Mindfulness Meditation Center. C-E-N-T-R-E dot org. Joseph, it's been such a joy to have you here on Conscious Shift today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it very much myself. Absolutely. And this is Julianne Turner. We're so glad that you joined us today. We'll see you next time on Conscious Shift. You've been listening to Conscious Shift with your host, Julianne Turner. If you're ready to make your own conscious shift to awaken the power and singular greatness already within you, Julianne is your expert coach and trusted ally, your passionate professional guide to create your highest purpose, profitability, and potential in your life, work, and world. Just go now to Julianne's website, www.creatorsguide.com, and fill in the special pop-up. You'll instantly receive free access to invaluable resources and bonuses that will guide you forward. That's www.creatorsguide.com. Just go there now and fill in the special pop-up. Now is the time to shift into your greatness. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.